Hello, everyone, and welcome to the latest episode of the Nothing But Locks podcast. I'm your host, Ali Melnicki, accompanied by my co-worker, Jacob Schrader. How are you doing today, Jacob? Doing good. Sneaked my way into the fantasy football playoffs, so I feel like I'm a, a man reborn. But, yeah, why don't, you, uh, why don't you tell the audience about that? Because you had a crazy uh, ending to your, your regular season in fantasy. I did. So I, you know, I, I made good decisions. I, you know, I, la- last week on the podcast, I said that Leonard Fournette and Rashad White were both starts. And I panicked at the last minute and started Travis Homer instead of Fournette. Uh, I mean, by, by most standards, neither player did well. Um, but if I would have stuck with Fournette, I would have clinched the playoffs um, because I needed eight more points to clinch the playoffs just based on point differential. And going into Monday night, it was basically looking like I was done. Uh, uh, I basically needed Rahamandre Stevenson to score less than like eight points. And, you know, he got injured on the the second drive of the game. Uh, absolute blind luck but I made my way into the playoffs. I got a lineup this week that I'm excited about. I'm really just basically shifting everyone around. Like most of my starters in the regular season are on the bench now. I got Mike White as my starting quarterback. I'm going to throw Rex Burkhead in there. We'll talk about him in a little bit, but uh, I don't know. I got a scrappy team, but I like, I, I have a good feeling. Uh, I got some superstars. I got Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen is back to being, in my opinion, a top three wide receiver in the league for fantasy. So uh, I don't know. I'm thankful for the opportunity to keep playing fantasy football. I can say that. Yeah, it's it's going to be an interesting week. I know that without Damian Pierce this week, who's usually in my flex position, I have to make a few decisions. I'm leaning toward Rex Burke had his replacement to go in there. I did pick him up, kind of have to handcuff that. I also have uh, Zonovan Knight, which the Jets have a favorable matchup against Detroit. So I'm still contemplating that. But I think Rex Burke had... I'm just going to lean toward. I think he's going to be the majority of Houston's offense. I think going against Kansas City, Kansas City doesn't have the best defense, so that's who I'm leaning against. But let's get straight into the stardom sit-ups because both Jacob and I, as we just said, we are in the fantasy football playoffs, so we have just as much at stake as everyone else that's listening. And I'm guessing if you're not listening, you did not make the fantasy football playoffs and nor do you care about the rest of the season. But there's still daily fantasy, so definitely hop on that. And Jacob, let's start with the quarterback situation right here. So my three top starts for quarterbacks this week are Mike White, Ryan Tannehill, and Matt Ryan. And I'll emphasize Matt Ryan real quick because I know a lot of people are thinking, are you crazy? No, I'm actually not crazy. He does have a favorable <laughs> matchup against Minnesota this week. We just saw Garrett, Jared Goff torch Minnesota. I know Mar- Matt Ryan and Jared Goff aren't on the same level currently, but the Indianapolis Colts are coming off a bye week. They did have some extra rest. They do have extra time to prepare. And Minnesota's defense isn't that good at all. I actually like Indianapolis to maybe pull off the upset. I've been saying all year how I don't think Minnesota's as good as their record indicates. They have had a lot of easy breaks in the past few games. I think they're starting to get exposed. The Jets almost beat them two weeks ago. If Mike White didn't throw that last interception at the goal line, they would have won. Detroit absolutely torched them last week. So I really like Ryan Matt Ryan this week. I think he will connect with Michael Pittman. I think he will connect with Paris Campbell and Alec Pierce. He definitely has plenty of weapons. So I think if you're really searching for a quarterback, if you really don't have one of the top guys, he might be a, a shot to take a risk on. How about you, Jacob? 
Yeah, I like that. You know, I got Michael Pittman, and I'm. I, we'll talk about him later. But it, it's a weird situation for me. I did see, you know, Matt Ryan's got a good matchup this week, and he's not. I mean, he's not that bad. He's got a pretty good offense around him. So uh, I like that. I, I got Mike White as well. Um, he's my de facto starter, although I'm a little bit worried about the ribs because the last thing I want in the playoffs is my quarterback playing half a game. Uh, up next is Daniel Jones and Aaron Rodgers. I think Aaron Rodgers puts up a huge week. If I was able to pick him up, I wouldn't. I would be starting him over both Mike White and Daniel Jones. The Rams rank 15th against quarterbacks, but that is with most of the season having Aaron Donald uh, and Ashawn Robinson. So, I mean, everyone who's been playing the, the Rams, besides Derek Carr, which, I mean, the Raiders are just an absolute disaster. Uh, they've been beating them up pretty bad, right? I said, you know, Smith was going to go off. He went off. I think Aaron Rodgers has a similar fate. Um, Jalen Ramsey's getting beat deep, right? He that That's his problem. He gets beat deep all the time. Uh, and guess who the Packers have? They have Christian Watson, and Aaron Rodgers and Christian Watson are on an absolute tear. Um, I would start Aaron Rodgers this week over a lot of people, right? Trevor Lawrence, I would start him over. He's got a tough matchup against Dallas. I know people are looking towards him. Mike White, you don't want to deal with a, a half a quarterback in your, your fantasy football playoffs, even though that's my de facto starter. I think Aaron Rodgers is a great start this week. Yeah, I like Aaron Rodgers a lot, too. Green Bay, again, they're coming off a bye as well. I do think that helps him. It gets them recharged. The Rams, they are not good anymore. I know they beat the Raiders on an improbable comeback, but that's the Raiders who are probably even worse than the Packers right now. So I do like Aaron Rodgers a lot this week as well. Let's move on to our sit So surprisingly, I have Justin Fields. Geno Smith and Jared Goff as my sit-ems this week. Now, all three I could probably highlight because I know everyone else probably thinks I'm triple crazy right now. But uh-huh. I will justify myself right here. And I will highlight Justin Fields because that's what people are probably most wondering about. Well, the Philadelphia Eagles defense is crazy good. They're definitely the one of the top three defenses in the league, probably up there right behind the 49ers. I would even put them better than the Buffalo Bills. I think that they just run havoc on the Bears. Justin Fields has actually benefited from playing teams with really bad defenses during his epic run in the past few weeks. They did have a bye last week, but the weeks before they played the Packers, who we know the Packers do not have a good defense whatsoever. They played the Vikings the week before that, who also do not have a good defense whatsoever. They've they've had they've gotten to play the Dolphins. That was when Justin Justin Fields really started his run. He they have a bad offense. They have a bad defense as well. So they've really taken advantage of some bad defensive teams. If you actually remember the last time that the Bears really got limited on offense was at the end of November when they played the Jets. In that game, the Bears were only able to muster 10 points because the Jets defense, people don't really understand how good and underrated the Jets defense is. It's probably up there and probably right at the top of the league. I know that I know that Justin Fields did not play that game. That was Trevor Simeon that played that game. But this just goes to show you what a Bears team does against a a very good defense. Justin Fields, I think, is going to struggle against Philly's front seven. We just saw Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley get limited in their rushing. They really couldn't do anything on the ground against Philadelphia. I think if Justin Fields is going to get points, he's going to hope that the game is over by halftime like it was with my Giants last week. 
And I just don't think it's going to be a good game. I think Justin Fields is going to have to throw. They're going to be behind pretty early. And when he has to throw, the Eagles secondary is up at the top of the league, right, with the 49ers. He's going to get intercepted. He's going to lose some points. So I be I know I understand that many people are relying on Justin Fields this weekend. But if you're in my situation where I have Justin Herbert and I have Justin Fields, I'm going to take Justin Herbert with a start. What do you think, Jacob? How crazy am I? Oh, yeah. I think Justin Herbert is – I mean, he was drafted as the second overall quarterback this year in ADP, and that was on the assumption that his guy, Keenan Allen, would be in the mix. And, you know, we, we saw a 14-target 14, 14 game two weeks ago, and we saw, uh, I think, a 14-target game last week as well. I mean, just uh, Justin Herbert's a different animal with Keenan Allen in the mix, and uh, I think we all know what Keenan Allen does on the, the fantasy football stat sheet in PPR. Um, I, I will say, I think the Bills' defense has – basically gone from the best in the league to middle of the pack, right? They have lost Micah Hyde and they've lost uh, Von Miller. And those, I think, are their two best players on the defensive side of the ball. Um, I think everyone was saying Buffalo Bills to win the Super Bowl, and I, I really think that needs to be rethunk given, uh, you know, given the fact that they, they have an elite offense, but they had an elite defense too. And you need an elite defense to win in the playoffs. And teams like Dallas, teams like, Philadelphia, who have those elite defenses, even the New York Jets, uh, I would even take them, you know, over Buffalo in a playoff game. Maybe not the Jets, but you know that defense is is worrisome to say the least. Um, my sits are Trevor Lawrence, Tom Brady, and Derek Carr, and Tom Brady is surprisingly projected to do pretty well this week, uh, at least on ESPN. He's projected more than Geno, more than Dak, and the same as Tua. Um, but I just don't. I don't see it happening. I mean, Cincinnati's got a nasty defense and the Buccaneers, I mean, I don't even need to say anything about the Buccaneers. The Buccaneers are horrible. The Buccaneers are, are like almost depressing to watch. You see they probably the, won't make, they probably won't make the playoffs because you have Carolina surging. Now Atlanta's putting in their rookie Desmond Ritter to give them a boost since Mariota's not done well at all and actually just quit on the team. I don't think the Bucs make the playoffs. How crazy is it that Carolina is going to make the playoffs? Yeah, and everyone pretty much put the final nail in their coffin after like week three in the season. Yeah. And suddenly now they could sneak their way into the postseason. The the thing that worries me here is that Tom Brady is going to keep playing and keep playing and he's going to – I don't he's not going to destroy his legacy, but he's certainly going to tarnish it by just refusing to quit, right? A lot of – you know, this, this happens to – baseball players a lot they'll have four seasons where they hit 210 just because you know at one point in the career they were 350 hitters and they just can't hang it up um and it, it doesn't take away from the fact that how good they are everyone understands that they're old and that's just part of life but a guy like tom brady i mean i i could just see this taking a bad spin for him right if the bucks don't make the playoffs this year do you think he retires i don't actually i think that it would be such a bad look on his career. The first time not making the playoffs. I just don't think he can go out like that. I actually was surprised when he came out of retirement. Cause even though the bucks didn't win the super bowl last year, they won it the year before, but they at least got to the postseason. They had a good season. I don't think this is how Tom Brady wants to go out as a guy that literally just got divorced, just lost his team. I think he comes back next year for sure. And that's what I'm saying. Next year is not going to be any different, right? Yeah. It's going to be the Bucs are going to be bad. I mean, Tom Brady is part of the reason why the Bucs are bad. Uh, 
it, it just he doesn't have the arm strength he used to. You know, I don't know. Everyone everyone at some point in, in season says, oh, is Tom Brady done? I remember he got blown out by the Chiefs one year, and it was like, oh, is Tom Brady done? But, you know, we've never seen anything like this. We've never seen his team basically struggle to even compete. Um, you know, I don't know. It, it, he's in a tough position because I know he doesn't want to retire on a sad note, but it, it's just going to get sadder for Tom Brady, I fear. This um, past Sunday must have just been a new low for Tom Brady because he gets to face the San Francisco 49ers, which was his team that he idolized growing up. There are even whispers that since Tom Brady is going to be a free agent at the end of the season, if he would go spend one year playing for his team, win them a Super Bowl, get them in the playoffs, since it looks like Jimmy G won't be back next year. But then you went and got beat by Brock Purdy, who was Mr. Irrelevant in this year's draft. Now Brock Purdy is being compared to John, Tom Brady, because if you remember, Tom Brady was a sixth-round pick. Purdy's a seventh-round pick. I don't think you can get any lower at this point of his career than for Tom Brady right now. Yeah, it's tough. On a uh, the side note, some reason the, the I was watching highlights last night and Brock Osweiler, um, I saw a highlight from him. Do you remember that? That 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 is the the worst quarterback signing I can even remember ever. The Texans, yeah, signing Osweiler to that ridiculous deal, and he he basically had like two good games for the Broncos when Peyton Manning was hurt. Is oh, so that's what it was. It was he was good on the Broncos and got signed by the Texans. I just remember it was it was such a shit show. Yeah, he didn't even play like a full year with the Broncos. He he I think he basically stepped in for Peyton Manning when Peyton Manning was hurt. And then he just got this ridiculous contract. But it's the Houston Texans, and we know the Houston Texans aren't the smartest franchise in the NFL. So I'm not I wasn't surprised with that failure of a signing. Anyways. Yep. Let's move on to running backs. And all good all three of those I agree with you, Jacob. Those are all good sitems for the week. All right, stardoms for running back. I have the combination of Isaiah Pacheco and Jarek McKinnon of the Chiefs, J.K. Dobbins and Rex Burkhead. And I'll highlight Rex Burkhead just because Jake and I were talking about this before the show. We all know Damian Pierce is out. The Houston Texans, they actually almost upset the Dallas Cowboys last week. They were 17.5 point underdogs. And they almost pulled out the upset. Dallas got a last minute touchdown to win. And in fact, they had a chance, the Texans to score. They were at a first and goal from the Cowboys. If they score a touchdown, game's over. But I think they did play with life. They had their third quarterback, Jeff Driscoll, was starting. Unfortunately, Damian Pierce got, got hurt. But they're going to have to rely on a run game this week going up against the Chiefs. The Chiefs, we know, have a terrible run defense. I think they're going to take advantage of, of exposing that. They're going to have to score points some way. I think they're going to give Rex Burkhead many screens. They're going to just keep feeding him the ball. If you're a Damian Pierce owner and you can get Rex Burkhead still, I think you make the, you make, it might be a little risky, but I think that you're going to benefit from him. They still don't have great receivers. The Texans, I think Brandon Cooks is going to be out again. I don't know if Nico Collins is playing, but either way, whether he plays or not, I think Rex Burkhead probably will lead the team not only in just rushing, but I think receiving too. I think Burkhead's going to have a big, big week. What do you think, Jacob? I think the Kansas City Chiefs are the, the optimal opponent to start Rex Burkhead yeah. this week. Great. I think if they were playing someone like the uh, Titans or the Jaguars, it would be a tougher decision. Yep. But, I mean, the, the Texans are going to get blown out by the Chiefs. And what they're going to do is they're going to throw screens and they're going to throw – 
quick running back routes for the remainder of the game, right? Rex Burkett could have 12 receptions this game. He's not going to run for more than 80 yards, right? They're going to get blown out. And, and I mean, I don't know what happened last week against the Cowboys, but the Texans are a bad team, right? And um, Rex Burkett's job on the Texans right now when, when Pierce is the starter is to catch passes. And if he's the, the third down back, I mean, if he's the one first, second, and third down back, you know, he's going to run 12 times. He's going to catch the ball a bunch. I mean, I'm starting Rex Burkhead with so much confidence this week. I'm starting him over Ryan Robinson. I'm starting him over either of the Bucks running backs. Um, Cam Akers, too. So, uh, I agree. Uh, my picks are James Conner, who I just want to say is now back to being what he was last year. I think there was a lot of uncertainty yeah. around him in the early season. But he's a lead back in, in Arizona. And with D-Hop, I mean, they're going off, and he's going to get some touchdowns. And I got Pacheco and Zonovan Knight. I'll say Knight uh, has a high touchdown likelihood against the uh, the Lions, right? The the Jets are going to move the ball, and if they get into the five, it's a good opportunity for Zonovan Knight to to score. Um, Lions have a better than you'd expect run defense, but still, it's it's a good matchup against the worst defense in the league. Yeah, I, I like that as well. Zonovan Knight, he's kind of the one that I'm going back and forth with starting between him and Rex Burkhead. I think I'm going to lean Rex Burkhead because – I, I do know that he will get passes. I don't know if Zonovan Knight will. I actually will be at that game, the Jets and the Lions in the Meadowlands this Sunday. My brother is a Lions fan. I am visiting New Jersey for the holidays away from my sunny California. And I will be in the freezing cold, 35 degree weather watching that game. But obviously I love my brother and I guess it's worth it. So we'll be watching that. But I do like Xavier, uh, Zonovan Knights maxed up against the Lions. I think that this game is going to be fairly low scoring just because the Jets do have a very good defense. But that being said, Mike White, he did get injured last week. He had to get taken out for a series. Joe Flacco stepped in. I don't know if he's 100%. He was kind of limited in practice this week. So I think they're going to rely heavily on the run game. And I agree with you, Zonovan Knight probably is a top start. All right, let's move on to sit So my sit are tonight, Kenneth Walker fans, sit on your bench. I also have Travis Etienne and AJ Dillon. And I'll highlight Kenneth Walker, and this is for several reasons. He's coming back from an injury. He obviously didn't play last Sunday because he got injured the game before. But injury aside, he had been struggling as of late. I know he had a few games where he was just explosive. But in Seattle's losing streak, they lost three of their last four games. He really hasn't played well. Now Seattle's playing a short week. I don't know if Trev, uh, if Kenneth Walker is still 100%. Either way, I'm not trusting him against a San Francisco defense that is incredible against the run. San Francisco has allowed the least amount of rushing yards to any opposing running back in fantasy. They're also one of the best defenses overall against not just the run, the pass as well. I think Kenneth Walker, they're going to have to take a backseat and they're going to have to rely on Geno to lead them. So I would sit Kenneth Walker number one. How about you, Jacob? Yeah, so I got Cam Akers, Jarek McKinnon, and then the Seahawks running backs. Um, I'll say for Cam Akers, right, he's getting touches and he's been scoring touchdowns. And he's got three touchdowns in the last two weeks. And Green Bay is bad against the run. But even so, um, he's too one-dimensional. He's been too reliant on those touchdowns. And, I mean, he can get 18 rushes against the the Packers. Maybe he goes for for a certain amount of yards. But he's not catching the ball, and those touchdowns are just not something to rely on, especially with Baker. You know, who knows how Baker is going to do this week? He had kind of a magical game last week. But uh, 
Baker Mayfield hasn't, you know, he's not a stud quarterback by any stretch of the imagination, at least at this point. Um, I would say Cam Akers. Also, it's a Monday game, right? So if there's some news, you're not going to have the ability to adjust, right? And, right, and what can kill you in the playoffs is not having a starter in. Um, so I would say Cam Akers. Yeah, that's a really good point to take into effect. You don't want Monday night to roll around and something happens. Cam Akers, what kind of season has it been for him? It's like he's benched. He's not benched. He he has to be traded. He doesn't get traded. I mean, what do you make of Cam Akers this year? You know, I don't even know, to be honest. It's uh, It was confusing. He was basically cut and now is back to being the lead back. Um, I think what they're trying to do is they're trying to get some trade value out of him right that would make a lot of sense um they really have no one else to play at running back i mean they cut their other guy uh he's okay i mean he's not the worst player to start but i just don't think he's you know you can't put any consistency to his name right we honestly could see this week he doesn't even touch the ball right you don't know what's going on and he's so unpredictable uh you know, it reminds me of Odell Beckham a little bit, but I think Odell Beckham picked himself up a lot. Uh, obviously, he's a little all over the place still, but uh, I don't know. Cam Akers, it's a frustrating situation for Rams fans. Yeah, this whole season I know is frustrating for Rams fans, especially with such hype coming off their Super Bowl win. But let's move on to the wide receivers. So my top three stardoms are Mike Williams, Paris Campbell, and Elijah Moore, and I'll highlight Mike Williams. I mean, his start should be obvious, but even the, I know some people are still hesitant, even though he had a monster game last week. I know Mike Williams has been inconsistent his entire career, even when he's healthy, but they're going up against a Tennessee Titans squad this week that has surrendered the most fantasy points to opposing wide receivers. I think this is going to be a shootout. I think this is going to be such a high-scoring game between the Titans and the Chargers. The Titans are playing in desperation mode. They have the Jaguars creeping up their backs, only about a game uh, out of first place in that division. So they need a win. They've lost two straight, I believe. I think that the Titans are going to put points on the board. That means the Chargers are going to put points on the board. That's why I like Justin Herbert to start this week as well. And Justin Herbert just has amazing chemistry with Mike Williams. Keenan Allen as well. I wouldn't worry about starting either one of them. I think they're both going to get double-digit targets, probably close to double-digit catches. So Mike Williams is my number one start this week. How about you, Jacob? Yeah, Mike Williams, that's a good one. Um, I think both of those guys, as you said, Keenan Allen too. I mean, yeah, Keenan, Keenan Allen is my guy in fantasy. He he won me a championship when he busted his kidney open and, and didn't score any points when I was playing against him. And then I, you know, drafted him pretty much every year since. Like, honestly, I pretty much drafted him every single year. Um, and you know, him being out the whole season, it feels so good that he's back. He's getting 14 targets a game. I mean, that's Keenan Allen. I love, I just love seeing an eight yard catch to Keenan Allen, nine yard catch to Keenan Allen. If he goes over a hundred yards, you're winning your fantasy matchup because he's putting 13 cart catches up along with it. Um, anyways, my starts, Christian Watson, Michael Pittman and Donovan Peoples Jones. I think Watson is obvious, right? Big touchdown potential. Um, but Michael Pittman is questionable. Right. He's got a great matchup against Minnesota. You know, this is – I'm actually not starting Michael Pittman, and I'm starting Christian Watson and Garrett Wilson and Keenan Allen over him. Yeah, right? So I've got three yep. receivers. But I think Pittman has the opportunity to do good. I will say I'm not drafting Pittman next year. I 
you know, he just doesn't look like an A1 wide receiver to me. He's undersized. I get he's fast. He doesn't, he's not like the toughest guy in the world. I'm sure, you know, he's very tough and has worked very hard in his career. I just, I don't see him taking the next step and being a $18 million a year wide receiver. Wide receiver. I think he's similar to someone like Zay Jones, Joshua Palmer, kind of a, a good second or third option. Yeah. But I just don't see him being a superstar in this league. Yeah, it's a shame. Maybe if he had a better quarterback, maybe if he was on another team. The Indianapolis Colts have just been a disappointment all year. I know Jonathan Taylor owners are probably throwing everything against the wall. I feel bad for you guys if you had the number one pick and you were forced to take Jonathan Taylor. But that whole Indianapolis Colts team is just in shambles. I do think they have a favorable matchup. Like I said, I think they will pull off the upset over Minnesota. But ultimately, I know Colts fans came in the year with so much expectations and it really has just gone from bad to worse. All right, let's move on to our sit of the week. And my three sit are Adam Thielen, Marquise Hollywood-Brown, and Julio Jones. And I'll hit Hollywood-Brown because I know there was a lot of hype on Monday night, him coming back from injury. I know a lot of people that owned him had him as a nice second or third option. Unfortunately, Kyler Murray got hurt the third play of the game. He tore his ACL. He's out for... All of the rest of the season, probably the majority of next season. I know it takes well over a year to recover for, from something like that, so we wish him well. But we don't know what's going on with the Arizona situation. Colt McCoy will probably get the star, although he was banged up at the end of the last game. Even though he's questionable, I still think he'll start. Even so, Colt McCoy is old as could be. He's 36 years old. He's been in the league forever. He's, he could make a nice spot start here and there. But otherwise, I think that Arizona going up against Denver this week, it's just a tough matchup. Denver has a remarkable defense. You just saw them pretty much, even though they got blown out by Kansas City, that wasn't so much on the Denver's defense as much as it was Russell Wilson just making errors. I still think Denver is going to limit Arizona either way. And in that case, sit Hollywood Brown. How about you, Jacob? Yeah, I've got Brandon Ayuk, Zay Jones, and Joshua Palmer, and I'll highlight Palmer because I think Palmer is a great player. I actually think Palmer is as good as you can be being the third wide receiver on your team. He's big, he's athletic, he makes good catches, but they've got two superstars backed. I mean, Keenan Allen is one of the best wide receivers in the league, and Mike Williams is a, a, a unbelievable deep threat that you just need to pay attention to on every play. I think Joshua Palmer can command, like, I think he'll get a deal similar to what Christian Kirk got, like a deal that surprises a lot of people. And some team takes a chance on him to be their number one or number two receiver. I don't know what his contract situation is like. I don't know if it's this year or next, but, uh, you know, this week, I just don't see him getting the targets. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it takes one play for Joshua Palmer to pop off. We've seen him catch 50-yard touchdowns. We know Justin Herbert can throw bombs. I just think those bombs are going in someone else's direction. He's going to be splitting, you know, third wide receiver duties with DeAndre Carter. It's just not a week to start him. But if you're in a dynasty league, that's a dude to own. That's a dude you need to own in dynasty league because he has so much potential for his career. And, you know, Mike Williams and Keenan Allen are probably going to get hurt at some point every season. So he is a good guy to stash away. Yeah. I mean, Keenan Allen could retire pretty soon. That's true, too. Yeah. Yeah, he's a good up-and-coming guy. 
Well, let's move on to the tight end. So my top picks this week are George Kittle, Tyler Conklin, and Greg Dulcich. And I'll highlight George Kittle because he is going tonight. So I'll emphasize why I like him. George Kittle is tough. He's had a rough year, not in the sense that he plays bad, but sometimes he catches a lot of passes. Sometimes he don't. I think tonight is one of the times he is going to catch a lot of passes. They're going up against a Seattle Seahawks defense that has allowed the second most points to opposing tight ends in fantasy. I think they're still going to play a conservative game. The 49ers are against the Seahawks with Brock Purdy starting. So I think that Kittle is due for a big game. They're going to utilize him a lot in the offense. So Kittle is my top start this week. How about you, Jacob? Yeah, Kittle Kittle's a uh, a good start this week. I got to say, Brock Purdy has been surprising me. Um, Greg Dolchich, though, that's my start at tight end this week. Uh, he did okay last week. He he got a lot of targets early and didn't connect. So I'm hopeful he can connect, get six receptions, maybe a touchdown. But my starts are Fryer Move, Dalton Schultz, and then Dawson Knox. I think Schultz is an auto start. I'm just putting him in here because the tight end position is really thin. And um, a guy like Evan Ingram, I wouldn't start this week because uh, the Dallas defense. But Dawson Knox, right, caught a touchdown last week. Um, Maybe the Bills are coming back to him as a big playmaker because he's a good player. He's a good tight end. Um, and their offense has, you know, not necessarily sputtering, but it's not what it was at the start of the season. Stefan Diggs has cooled. Um, the, Davis, I think that's Greg Davis. Yeah. Uh, Gabe Gabe Davis. Davis. He's cooled a ton. Hasn't really done anything recently. I think it could be a Dawson Knox touchdown special. Um, so I would start him with, with so few other options out there. I actually think the Bills blow out Miami this week. It's a high spread. It's seven and a half. I know a lot of people are jumping back on the Miami bandwagon because even though they had a terrible game against the Chargers, they're due to win, right? I don't think so. I think that Buffalo, they know they lost in week three to the Dolphins. I think they're going to totally torch the Dolphins, win by double digits. I know I said that last week against the Jets too. They would have won by double digits, but they allowed a last-second garbage-time field goal that spoiled the 10-point cover. Either way, the Jets still have a good defense. Miami's defense is terrible. I think Josh Allen is just going to light it up, whether it's to Gabe Davis, whether it's to Stephon Diggs. Dawson Knox, like you said, he probably is going to get a lot because Miami's defense isn't good against tight ends. So I agree with you. He's a good start. All right, let's move on to the sit And I have Noah Fant, Evan Ingram, and Tyler Higby. And I know people are saying this. I'm an Evan Ingram hater. He got you something like 50 points in fantasy last week. Why do you sit him? Well, the guy's not consistent. I know from being a Giants fan, he is not consistent. But the main reason is they're going up against the Dallas Cowboys. And the Cowboys have a very, very good defense. There's no way the Jacksonville Jaguars are going to be putting up points on the board like they got 36 against the Tennessee Titans last week. The Cowboys defense is especially good against tight ends. They allow only the fifth least fantasy points of opposing tight ends. I think that if the Jacksonville Jaguars are going to pull off the upset, which I don't know if they will, but I do think they come close. They're going to have to rely on Zay Jones. They're going to have to rely on Christian Kirk, probably more so Travis Etienne. Either way, this is a bad week for Evan Ingram. So he's my top sit. How about you, Jacob? Yeah, I've got Goddard, I've got Komet, and I've got Tyler Higby. Um, Goddard, right? The Philadelphia Eagles need him for the playoffs. He's coming off of IR. It's just not a recipe for fantasy success, 
right? If I'm the Eagles, I'm not really playing them too much, right? They they basically have that number one seed locked up. Um, they're playing a team that they're really expected to beat this week. Um, and I don't know. It's just I, I could see him running 30, 30 snaps and, and, and 18 routes, and that's not going to give you the fantasy output you want. I understand he's an elite talent, but he could also not see the field, right? They could have him active, and he could just not see the field. You, you don't really know what's going on there and you know the Eagles are are playing for the playoffs you know they expect to win the Super Bowl this year they're not doing that without Dallas Goddard um I mean I mean honestly they could right I don't think their deep their offense really took that much of a step back um but I I think they're resting them a little bit um this week yeah yeah I agree those are all good sits so totally agree with all three of those all right well let's make our prediction for the top score of scorers of week 15 and for quarterback, I have Josh Allen. I mentioned before how I think he just torches Miami. They have a terrible defense. You just watched Justin Herbert light it up against them last week. I think going into Buffalo this weekend, it's going to be 25 degrees. Miami being a warm weather team, it's going to be the coldest game that they've had all year. I think they're going to struggle, especially on defense. I think that Josh Allen is just going to light it up. I think he's going to be rushing. He's going to be good for a few touchdowns. So he's my number one quarterback. For running back, I'm going to switch to Derrick Henry this week. They're going the Titans. I just mentioned I think it's going to be a high-scoring game against the Chargers. The Chargers are terrible against the run. I think they're just going to pound the ball away with Derrick Henry and they're going to make Ryan Tannehill do the least amount that he can. So Derrick Henry is my number one running back. And for wide receiver, I'm going to do a wild card and say Amari Cooper. He didn't have a good first game with Deshaun Watson last week against the Bengals. They looked like they had a little bit more chemistry. They seem to be jiving pretty well. I actually think this week going up against a Ravens squad that has been injured as of late. We know Lamar Jackson's not playing again this week. But on defense, they have had the fortune of playing against subpar quarterbacks. That's why they look good. Last week, they were able to face Mitch Trubisky and limit them to, I believe, 14 points. This week, though, I think Deshaun Watson, as much as I don't like him, I think he's going to have a very good game. I think he's going to connect with Amari Cooper on several long routes. So I actually think Amari Cooper is going to lead all wide receivers in scoring this week. Who are your picks, Jacob? Yeah, so I got Jalen Hurts at at quarterback. I think uh, it's it's just it's hard not to pick Jalen Hurts every week. Um, and especially going up against Chicago, uh, that defense is not good. I mean, they rank okay, right? But what they don't account for is the fact that they haven't played Jalen Hurts yet, and Jalen Hurts is going to run all over them, right? I mean, this could be the game that sets the record for the most rushing yards by quarterbacks. Um, I would actually be interested to see what the stat is there and and uh, if these guys basically, based on solely their game averages, are, are on pace to beat it. I don't know what. What do you think the record is for combined rushing yards by quarterbacks in a single game? Mm, didn't Justin Fields set it? Well, no, I mean, I mean, I mean by both quarterbacks on the, the opposing teams. Oh, I don't know. I'd have to look that up. That's I can't even think of a recent matchup where the quarterbacks ran crazy. But you're right; no. it could be a lot. But Jalen Hurts has really been throwing the ball a lot. against the Giants last week. He really didn't run too much. It was basically the Miles Sanders show. And Miles Sanders ran like a for 144 yards against the Giants, but wow. otherwise Jalen Hurts, you know, he he had he had a lot of nice throws downfield because our secondary is terrible and allowed guys to be wide open. 
but I don't think he's going to have to do as much against the Bears. I really think this game's going to be over by halftime. Yeah, that's a good point. Maybe they're they're having him throw less because or run less because playoffs are coming up. Yeah. Um it's interesting. I'm going to I'm going to guess the record though is 250 between yeah, both quarterbacks. After. Yeah, uh for running backs, I'm taking C-Mac. Um I think Brock Purdy helps C-Mac out quite a bit just cuz he's competent but he's not looking down the field like crazy. Right? They're not throwing posts on play action at least not yet and it's going to be runs and it's going to be some quick passes to McCaffrey they did a lot of that last week I think McCaffrey did pretty pretty damn well last week as well um he had 50 points in my league which is I don't know 25 in in regular scoring so um I think it's a big week for him Henry it's a great pick as well so can't argue there um and then for receiver I'm going Keenan Allen Right. Yeah. I'm going Keenan Allen because Keenan Allen's going to have 10 plus receptions this game. Uh, and if he scores a touchdown, he could very well be the top wide receiver um, in PBR formats. Right. If he puts up a 12, 138 and one stat line. I mean, that is just so many fantasy points. I mean, he could put up 15 receptions. I mean, this is Keenan Allen. This is the king of PPR we are talking about. Right. If there's anyone who. You know, I mean, Cooper Cup's out, so Keenan Allen's the king of PPR. But but before Cooper Cup was the king of PPR and fantasy in general, it was the Keenan Allen show, and he's back with vengeance. I mean, if you held Keenan Allen this whole year and you made your playoffs, you are just thanking everything. Yeah. Uh, you're so ecstatic because you got your superstar back. He's proven to you that he's back too. You know, I was a little worried about him because they have so many other big players on that offense, but he is just a next level talent. I mean, such a such a fun guy to watch. Uh, if Keenan Allen's playing, I'm watching, and I think he puts up a big week this week. Yep, good pick. I was almost going to pick Keenan Allen as well, but then I also put, said I already put Mike Williams as a top start, so I didn't want to put two Chargers in there. All right, let's move on to the final segment of our show, and it is our start, bench, and cut segment. So Jacob went last week. I'm going to go this week. I'm going to give Jacob three players per position. And he has to pick which player for the rest of the season in his fantasy league he's going to start, which he's going to bench, and which he's going to cut. You ready, Jacob? Oh, yeah. All right, quarterback, Jalen Hurts, Pat Mahomes, or Josh Allen? All right, so right off the bat, I'm cutting Josh Allen. Okay. Um, and these two guys are tough. Um, I actually have both of them in an app called Underdog Fantasy. And I have qualified for the quarterfinals in three out of four of my leagues. And, and the reason is because I have Pat Mahomes and Jalen Hurts on two of those teams. Um, I'm going to start Pat Mahomes. Your comment about Jalen Hurts not running as much worries me because I bet there is some talk yeah. in, in Philly about shutting him, not shutting him down. But, you know, if that guy gets injured, I mean, that dude is just crazy. I, I think he wins MVP. Probably. Um, and, but the other guy who's going to win MVP, if it's not him, is, is Pat Mahomes. And Jesus Christ, Pat Mahomes is just so fucking good. He I mean, is. he is so good throwing the ball. And then he throws the ball underhand and and gets a 40-yard touchdown to, to Rick McKinnon. I mean, J- Pat, Pat Mahomes is Pat Mahomes is like uh, revolutionary to the game of football, right? Yep. There hasn't been a guy in, in my generation besides maybe Megatron who has really just changed the way football is played. And he's basically playing backyard football. I mean, announcers say this all the time, but that dude is so just not phased by anything. I mean, the dude has the 
composure of a lion. I don't even know if lions have good composure, but like he 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 he'll get he'll get defensive ends charging at him, and he'll put a little shimmy move and then throw it through their legs. Like it's unbelievable what this dude does. It's so much fun to watch. Uh, he would be my number one QB for the rest of the yeah, season. I agree. Also, I think Jalen Hurts has benefited playing from a weak schedule. Not to say that should go against him, but they the Eagles have pretty much solidified they will be the number one seed. So I think that they're going to limit Jalen Hurts, especially against some of these teams going down the stretch that aren't good. So I agree with you, Pat Mahomes, I'd start. All right, running back, Jacob, Miles Sanders, Austin Eckler, jo- Josh Jacobs. Who would you start, bench, or cut? Ooh, okay, so the, the easy one is the cut, and that's uh, – you said Jonathan Taylor? No, Josh Jacobs. No, no, so so it was Austin Eckler and who else? Miles Sanders and Josh Jacobs. Yeah, so Miles Sanders getting cut. Um, and those other two guys, Eckler and Jacobs, are the two best running backs in the league, and if you throw on Derrick Henry, that gives you the top three. That's a toss-up to me. It's schedule-dependent. I will say probably Eckler is my start just because of consistency. Um, Eckler's going to catch six passes a game. He's going to run a little bit. He's going to score a touchdown. Jacobs, you know, Jacobs had some weeks at the beginning of the season where he was not so good. Um, But he has just been an absolute beast, uh, like, the latter half of the season. Uh Tough to say. He has a tough week this week against New England. So I would say for that sake, I'm going to start Eckler and, and bench Jacobs. But that uh, even me saying that is questionable just because, you know, Jacobs is an absolute phenom right now. Yep, I'll agree with you on all of those there as well. All right. Wide receiver Jalen Waddell, DK Metcalf and Terry McLaurin. Ooh, OK. DK Metcalf, Jalen Waddell and Terry McLaurin. I got to say. That Tua performance against the Chargers worried me. Yeah. Um, they showed they showed a slew of highlights of, of Tua's, let's call them lowlights, and, geez, those were some bad throws. I don't really expect that to stay. The, the Dolphins have such a dynamic offense. I think Jalen Waddell's in an okay spot. Terry McLaurin is now in a good spot too, right? He's getting targeted a bunch by Heineke. And Metcalf, you know, this is a hard one. This is a this is a really hard one. Yeah, I um, I probably I know it was hard when I was thinking of it, so I would probably cut Jalen Waddle just because, like you, he really, even though he's at the top of the league in fantasy, it's really been only a few games where he's just totally like came out. So I would probably start DK and then bench Terry for now. Cause I still don't trust Taylor Heineke, but yeah, actually let me redo this. I'll probably sit. <laughs> I probably sit Jalen. I'd cut Terry and then I would start DK because Terry, again, I don't trust Taylor Heineke. I at least trust Tua to a degree. All right. Last one. Yeah. Jay- I, yeah. I agree with that. Sorry. No, no. All good. Tight end. David Njoku, Pat Fryermuth and Cole Komet. Who would you start? Who would you bench and who would you cut? So I'm cutting Cole Komet just from a consistency basis. I think he's good and he's made some good catches and he I kind of like Cole Komet. I know we we've had our struggles with accepting his role in the, the Chicago offense and how he's grown over the season. He, he he's putting together a solid season, but these other two guys are consistent playmakers. I think better talents and I think have have more kind of uh opportunity share. So I'm gonna start Njoku, 
just, I mean, Njoku's a beast. Uh, yeah. That one-headed catch, I mean, he put up a pretty big week up last week. Uh, Frymuth is good. He caught a touchdown last week. Um, but, you know, with the uncertainty in Pittsburgh, I mean, if Mitch Trubisky is starting, I'm not starting anybody on Pittsburgh. I haven't started anybody on Pittsburgh this whole year. You know, thank thank the Lord for that. So, uh, you know, that that's my uh, breakup of those three. Yeah, I would agree with those as well. And I do have David Njoku going this weekend and starting. So once Zach Ertz went down, I had him on my bench and he's been pretty good thus far. All right. Well, we want to thank everyone for joining. I know it's a big week with fantasy football playoffs. I want to wish everyone a good luck. Again, don't overthink it. Go with your gut. If you do have any questions, just do your research. And then again, base it on your gut. Don't ask your best friend because sometimes they don't have the best advice. I should say that a lot of times also the best friend will give the conservative answer because they don't want to be the one that screws up your league. And sometimes the conservative answer is really the wrong answer. So before we sign off, Jacob, any last words of advice for the audience? You know, you shouldn't know in your in your gut who you're starting at this by this point in the week. Right. Don't make those teeter tinker mistakes on Sunday morning. Eat your breakfast. Do what you're going to do. Be confident in your lineup. You know, uh, it happened to me last week. I tinkered and I, uh, I, 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 I mean, I still won and I'm still in the playoffs, but I, I could have had more points than I did. You know, enjoy your weekend. Enjoy the game tonight. Hopefully it's a good one. And hopefully we'll see more of you in round two of the playoffs next week. Yep, everyone take care and good luck.